see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, December 27th, 2023, and this is episode 596 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Missing the Geese, and I will chat about there being no geese around here and the things that makes me feel. Uh, a Comfrey client reached out to me from Etsy that uh, we sold to a little while ago, and I'm not sure what I think of their strategy with the plants. And I thought I would share that with you and see what you guys think. And maybe a little a bit about music and some other random things I have on the list. But first, let's grab a cup of coffee, see who's hanging out in the live chat, and we will dive into the topics in just a little bit. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Jim, how we doing? Hunter hanging out over on Twitch. Pip, how we doing early? Gingerbread Farms, good morning and uh, happy birthday to Wyatt. I hope he has a fantastic birthday. And uh, Pip was wondering if uh, I'm actually missing the geese because I'm not using the proper choke in my shotgun. And no, I'm actually missing them because there are none. There are none. Oh, good morning. Finishing up this. Finishing up. Um, bag of breakfast blend it is uh, fantastic i have another one i have another one hidden in my pile of um, in my pile of coffee i have them randomly stacked uh way up in that cupboard up there and uh even though i am fairly tall i had put the labels facing up and i just kind of shuffle them up and throw them up there and randomly pick them out so it's uh, it's a surprise. Sometimes I am craving one one roast or another, and we'll dig through them to find them or set them aside so I can grab them whenever. But uh, this month is just a random draw. I know I have one one more breakfast blend in there somewhere, and then a variety of other light roasts, which are always good. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with it. So I might as well just uh, make a game of it. So anyway, anyway. Hope everyone is doing well, and uh, Christmas is Christmas is um, wrapping up. Gingerbread's got breakfast blend mixed with silver bullet. That doesn't sound like a bad combination either. Uh, I did mention that uh, the super dark roast that that he sent for Christmas. I did gift one to the post office lady. I did keep one, and I've been uh, I mixed it in with. Uh, I mixed it in with some silver bullet, I believe, because I was short on my silver bullet. I uh, I weighed out my I weighed out my coffee the one morning. It was the end of a silver bullet bag, and I got down to I, I mean it was like thirty out of the the forty nine grams. And I was like, ah man, I didn't really want to open up a whole new pound. And I saw that sitting there. I grabbed it. I mixed it in, and uh, it turned out really good. It turned out really good. And then I had the the rest of the the partial bag mixed with something else. So I'm just not a dark guy. I'm just not a dark coffee guy for some reason. So good morning, Rachel. How are we doing? Thanks for taking a break from uh, the clean and purge. I uh, I was I was smiling ear to ear uh, reading about uh, about your cleaning and your uh, eventual purging of all the stuff this morning in the chat before the show. So. If, you, uh, if you're curious what Rachel was doing, you should join us in the Telegram chat at t.me slash lots chat. 
That's t.me slash lots chat. We have, uh, have a good group of people over there and we, we bullshit about all sorts of different things. And I also have a channel where we put out uh, links and announcements, show postings and different things. And that's t.me slash lots feed t.me slash lots feed. If you're not using Telegram, you should try it. You should give it a try. It's uh, it's it's basically a messaging app. I use it for group messaging. Uh, we have all sorts of group chats and uh, channels. And then I also use it for one-on-one communication more than any other any other um, texting service, I would say. Uh, Corey, and I, Corey and I use it instead of text messages anymore. And um, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Check it out. Check it out. It's not for everybody, for sure. It's for sure not for everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, what do I have on the list? <laughs> Gingerbread says he's still cleaning and purging. Also, it's it's very stressful. Yeah, you have a different kind of cleaning and purging going on, sir. Um, and that would be that would be definitely stressful. I think it would be stressful. Um, yeah. Yeah, so have fun with that. Have fun with that. Um, Hunter says I joined the Loth Project and it's empty. Um, uh, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I, 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 mm, I don't know. <laughs> I maybe it's one I set up and I forgot about. Um. <laughs> Uh, if you could send me a link to that one when I, I give you the link to the chat here, maybe I'm an admin over there <laughs> and, uh, I could, uh, would delete it <laughs> or maybe somebody had it before. Maybe somebody had it before I got, uh, I got set up on telegram. I don't know. I, I am not sure. So anyway, <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting for sure. Uh, what do we have to talk about today? Got another Jade video up yesterday. I, I spent, spent the majority of the day yesterday actually editing video, uh, before we were, before I went out and, uh, got the shower hooked up because it was nice, beautiful day. It was, it, it got, uh, it actually got sunny a little bit yesterday. It was in the mid fifties and, um, yeah, it was actually a very pleasant day. Very pleasant day. Supposed to be in uh, pushing 60 again today. And uh, Corey said partly cloudy. So we might not see the sun. We might not, we might not see the sun. Uh, big old, big old uh, full moon last night too, which was pretty cool when uh, when I went out uh, before bed and uh, checked that out. It was, it was nice and big and bright and clear. So I was able to see it. But yesterday I edited videos most of the day and got the the Jade setup video posted. I got working on the send and receive videos. I also uh, I also edited another video for Amazon influencers. Got that put up. Uh, this one was about the I think it was the Lodge silicone sleeve handle sleeve for uh, cast iron pants. Put that up. That's an interesting experiment that I got going on. I'm really, really keen in and watching other people's videos that seem to be doing good on Amazon in the in the product descriptions. And I think that's my target. That's that's the thing I'm going to focus most on is that secondary will be 
Secondary will be the the list of uh, recommended products like I was doing anyway on the website, but now it's listed directly on Amazon storefront. Uh, so those are kind of the things I'm going to focus on. I'm not really sure about the live selling, the live feeds on Amazon. That'll be uh, that'll be definitely third in the list of things to look at as far as that Amazon influencers program. But uh, getting back to that Jade video, uh, as I was doing it, I, I, I made a list. I think um, one, two, three, four, five, six more things that I have to that I have to get video of, get edited up and get posted on the functionalities of the Jade. Um, one is the the seed QR functionality. Yeah, let, me list, let me look at my list here. Um, how to do a factory reset and restore on it. Uh, like I said, you could do that if you needed to, if you needed to, um, do a firmware update and you didn't want your keys stored on there. If you just wanted it, it wipe clean, do the firmware update, then reinstall your stuff. You're able to do that easily with a, with a seed QR or your, your recovery phase. But I was going to walk through doing a factory reset and restore while I have this demo wallet, um, setting up the dis distress pin and how that works. I mentioned it in the, I mentioned that in the, um, in the video, that I made uh, either the unboxing or the setup that there's a distress pin that you can set up that you enter that and it wipes it clean. And that is on top of the three wrong entries of your pin will also uh, factory reset it. Gingerbread asks, how long should I let fresh French press sit? Uh, four minutes if you have it ground um, coarse ground coffee. So probably closest to the, the, biggest grind you're going to get out of the grinder i sent you if you're using that hand grinder um the close to the largest grounds and that it'd be four minutes in the french press and then i just let it sit after i press it and get the grounds on the bottom i just let it sit in the french press so usually it doesn't take me too long to drink it uh so i'm going to do a, a video on the the factory reset and restore That's been a while on the on the laggy internet. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm also going to do one on the distress pin and then uh, the one-time password functionality, the two-factor authentication. I have to really dig in and find and set up a dummy account that uh, that interacts with that because that is that's usually pretty personal information and things. So this is all setting up dummy accounts just to make videos and put them out. So, and then, um, then I also have on the list to do, uh, they have a QR, QR code sign in and, um, signing method. So basically logging in, scanning a QR code, and then also signing transactions through a series of QR codes, basically, what happens is when you go to send Bitcoin and you're signing the transaction with your private keys, if, the, if you have it in QR code mode, the, the software wallet will produce a QR, you scan that and then it, with the camera on the hardware device, then the hardware device will create a QR code on the screen. You, sc you scan that with your phone and then another one. I can't remember, I did it once or twice. I can't remember if it's, uh, 
three or four scans, but you go back and forth and uh, basically it's encrypting everything back and forth. And in the end, it turns into you authorizing the authorizing the transaction. So it's interesting. It's interesting. You never actually have to plug it into a device. You never actually have to plug it into anything. It's basically completely offline at that point to where you're uh, you're authorizing transactions with uh, just sending QRs back and forth. So. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I've, uh, I've definitely have a few more. Um, huh, yeah, uh, I definitely have a few more videos to put up. And uh, if you guys want to see the two that I have up, it's an unboxing and a and a setup. If you are uh, so inclined to check those out or definitely get to the YouTube channel and share them would be the best thing if somebody is thinking about getting a jade you can send that to them show them uh the stuff that you get in it first of all and then the second uh, the second video the setup video is great to show um show them how um how easy it is to use for sure it is definitely it is definitely something that a novice and um and experienced person could use for sure and you can tweak your security um consciousness to whatever you you want Hunter says, I still haven't wrapped my brain around air gap storage. Basically, it's um to put it to put it bluntly, basically it stores your private key offline. And instead of sending your private key, it sends an encrypted encrypted messages back and forth, verifying that. Uh Bluetooth is air gap, technically, I, I suppose. Uh QRs being generated and and scanned i think is uh the the highest security that you're going to get out of the jade where it's never actually touching any device um bluetooth is what it is you can still transfer data through bluetooth and i guess you can transfer uh data through qrs but qrs are basically reading uh, a string of letters and a code uh and this sends it back and forth that way and never sends your private key it just um it just opens. Um, James wants to know if you can start one with your Exodus phrase. I suppose you could, but that kind of defeats the purpose. <coughs> if you open it with your Exodus, if you open it with your Exodus seed phrase, your Exodus private key has been in the cloud on Exodus. Like it's that's that's the difference between a hardware wallet and a software wallet is your private key is stored in Exodus. Um, that's why you can hit send confirm and it's done uh with the hardware wallet the private key is stored offline it's stored on the device it's never in your phone it's never in the app if somebody grabs your phone hacks your app anything like that there's nothing they can do because they can never match that private key because it's not in there it's it's basically uh your your social your safety deposit box with uh with the key to your house so every day you have if you lock your house you go put your, uh, you never, you come home with the key, you use the key to access what you want, and then you go put it back in the safety deposit box. It's never actually there. Um, Gingerbread says he delete Exodus after. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I just, I would just, um, I would start fresh. I would start fresh. And you can create as many wallets as you want. Um, uh, you can put as many wallets, you can create as many. Uh, and it basically, 
I explained it in the in the setup video. You can create a bunch of wallets and keep factory resetting the jade uh, as long as you store the the QR codes or the the, the recovery phases or make a seed QR off of them. Uh, so basically, you could make one for um, for James, for Brian, for Wyatt, for <laughs> for whoever. And uh, you factory reset it. And then when you want to interact with that wallet on green, you basically scan it. Um, you scan it and it loads that private key into the hardware wallet. You do your transaction, whatever, you're done. And then you factory reset it and you just save your, your seed phrases and only load it onto a device when needed. So, hmm. James says, I have lots of stranded coins and wallets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh yeah i i um i have a little stranded in the wallet that's in the video so if anybody if anybody wants to do some cyber hacking you might be able to get like 0. 0.00000001 bitcoin uh pip says my first my first try for adding sats to my jade went fine did the 12 hour transfer from my strike account um <laughs> well uh yeah hold on james i'm gonna i'm gonna flag that to talk about but pip says he added he used the strike the his strike account to send it so yeah what i ended up ended up what i ended up doing yesterday is because i wanted to progress with the send and the receive videos and get those edited and not worry about um worry about stuck transactions or the transaction end up end up failing and then going back into that uh, that account that I'm putting online after I did the video. I didn't know how long it would take because in the send video, I think I explained yesterday, I, I dropped the transactions. It has Jade Green or uh, excuse me, Blockstream Green has um, you can choose your choose your fees, basically. And there is a full fee like in not instant, like as instant as Bitcoin gets fast fast confirmation uh, then there's a, a slower one that's like three hours and then an eight hour i think and then there's a custom well in the middle of trying to do the video and get it on one shot and all this i like ended up hitting custom and then like zero basically i was it was a couple sats and so it was just pending it was pending on both ends um so it was going through but i didn't know if it would ever get picked up and confirmed on the network because there was zero <laughs> zero um there were zero Bitcoin behind it for fees. And so I was curious. So I went in and I started messing around with it and I was looking, trying to figure out how long it was going to take. And I saw the option to increase the fees on the transaction that I'd already sent. And I was like, Oh, sweet. So I had, I had some, uh, I had some Bitcoin in my strike account, which was from referrals. So guys, if you're not using strike, Strike is fantastic. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I need to talk about. Strike that uh, that now is 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 pretty. It became very very nice to have when Wallet of Satoshi kind of took a dump in the U.S. when they pulled the rug on Wallet of Satoshi. Uh, just so you know, if you don't update it, it still works. It's still there. But if your phone ever happens to update it, it's going to go bye bye. 
So I wouldn't keep a whole lot on it, but for immediate functionality, if you're using it while the, the phone it's open on your phone, like I wouldn't hold a whole bunch there, but uh, you can still use it. But Strike also has now instituted Lightning wallets. So you can do the same thing that you could do in Wallet of Satoshi. You could receive sats via Lightning and send it out on chain. There was no conversion necessary. It was all in one pot. So you could send it in, um, send it to Strike on chain. You could purchase it. Uh, you could receive it at a Lightning address and then send it out either way. I believe you could send it out as lightning you could also send it out on chain so there was uh there was a lot of functionality there and um i know people had a lot of issues with strike in the in the beginning a lot of verification issues and i don't know if that's still going on i never really had any of that problem but at this point they've kind of it, it's been a while it's been a while since i heard about some huge issues but if you want to check it out, I do have a uh, I do have a discount or a, not a discount code, but a, a referral code that gets you a free five bucks in Bitcoin. It also gets me a free five bucks, which allowed me to do this video, basically. Uh, and so what I did, I took that and I, I sent more Bitcoin to green, very little, very little, a couple bucks, and then went in and increased my uh, increased my fee on that old transaction. And it went through immediately. And so that function works. That was kind of cool. Uh, and then I also, as I was digging in, looking at some of the other things that I want to make videos for about the Jade, I was on their website kind of like digging in. And it looks like Green, the Blockstream Green, the software wallet you use to interact, one of them, actually, I shouldn't say that. Like you can use a bunch of different wallets to interact with Jade. You don't have to use theirs. I just feel that if you're going to use a use a product that was made by a company that also makes a, a product to interact with it, I'm going to use that. It's going to be as seamless as it's going to be. It's going to get updated at the same time or by the same people, at least. So I think that's just wise. Like, I don't, I don't need to use an Apple watch with my Android just because I can. Like, I would, I would need, a, I would, I would feel more comfortable using an Apple watch with an Apple phone. Um, so lightning is coming to jade right now it's in ex what's called experimental mode uh so when you open open blockstream green in the settings you can uh, uh turn on and off experimental experimental uh options now take that for what it is and use it at your own risk i i really have um have wiped clean anything from that app and it's it's all demo right now so i feel comfortable playing around with it i don't know if that's what i'll use once i once i uh, establish a wallet for myself with a jade um hooked to that while it's still experimental i don't really know um what could or might or might not happen but um yeah, that's kind of cool. They're they're definitely advancing. They're they're definitely um, updating things and making things better. So, Lightning coming to Blockstream Green, but I got that transaction to go through to on uh, the one that was stuck. I mentioned and uh, yeah, so those videos should be coming out soon and making more. Um, James said he he doesn't want to have uh, more more coins stranded in another wallet. So 
I don't think you necessarily have to go all in. Well, it really depends on what your what your goals are, I guess. Uh, I like to keep some Bitcoin semi-liquid like that. And I think I've explained it before where um, your three your three types of, of, of wallets kind of line up with uh, fiat in a way to where a lightning wallet is 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 um it's custodial it's it's fast it's um like wallet of satoshi could be gone uh at any time uh it's it's uh, not super secure but it's anonymous in a lot of ways it's it's basically the cash in your pocket you know if somebody if somebody mugs you they're they're going to get your cash um, and it's more valuable to them than your credit cards because you can cancel your credit cards. You can't cancel your cash. Um, <sighs> wow, did I blank out again? Or maybe uh, maybe James blanked out on me. James says it's a long one. I hope he comes back. I have to assume that that's me. I didn't lock up on this side, guys. I'm sorry. What did you miss? Um, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so lightning would be like your cash and it's, it's going to get stolen like your cash lost, like your chat cash missent like your cash. It's, it's easy to lose. Uh, your software wallet's going to be like your debit card, your check card, your bank account, um, a little more secure, but you know, people can get into it. People can find it. It has access. And then I would say, uh, a hardware wallet's going to be like the safe in your floor, uh, the safe deposit box or the Swiss the Swiss bank account that no one can get in that doesn't have your name on it that no one knows is there. Um, yeah, the 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 ultra secure. So I like to keep even though I have a hardware wallet, I keep some in a software wallet. I keep some in a Lightning wallet because I also purchase things with Bitcoin. As much as I'm a fan of, of of hodling and and letting that stack grow, there's things I there's things I purchase with it. There's um, hey Jim, have a good day, drive safe, and we'll talk to you later. Um, I yeah, I just I use it, I use it, I earn it, I use it, I save it, and I try to make it. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's what, uh, that's my goal. Make it as far as selling, uh, or providing value in the podcast or, or whatever. That way I do use fold and a variety of other things where I incrementally get sats for doing things. I, um, I also receive it for commission as far as the Jade, the Jade, uh, Blockstream pays out their commissions in Bitcoin, which is really cool. So there is a definitely opportunity there to stack it. There's also an opportunity to help um, help secure the network, really, and um, increase adoption by using it. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to look back and say, "Damn, I'm sorry. I, I tipped that guy a thousand dollars when it was actually like a dollar when I did it." So. Good morning, Blakesley Acres. How are we doing? Hope everything is going well with you. Thanks for swinging in. Anyway, that was uh, that was Jade Jade talk for this morning. <laughs> uh, let's get on to missing geese, man. I um, 
I am missing missing Canada geese. And I don't know if I ever thought I would say that. When I was a kid, first of all, it started off in, in Western New York. Whiskey, cola, and tequila. How's it going, man? Just sub to you for 10 sats. Um, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused with that. Uh, with that's you got 10 sats for me <laughs> or you sent me 10 sats. Um, anyway, thanks. Thanks for subbing. Anyway, I, uh, when I grew up, I played golf a ton. Like that was my thing. When I was a kid, I played golf. I played golf all summer. Uh, and our golf course was loaded with geese, the ponds, the, it was the nice grass. Like it, it it's a problem in Western New York It's definitely a problem. They used to chase you. You used to have to defend yourself with golf clubs. Um, it was bad. They were loud. They were disgusting. They shit all over the place. <coughs> and I hated them. I'll, I'll like be completely honest. I hated them. I moved to Minnesota and there were a ton more. There were a ton more geese there. Uh, before we moved up to the farm, I, I met. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no problem. Hey, Whiskey. Thanks for, uh, sats for like. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, um, thanks for mentioning that, man. If you are interested in, in grabbing, um, grabbing some Satoshis, I, uh, I use a thing called sats for likes. I, I basically make and give away, um, lightning for tasks, uh, mainly retweeting on X, um subbing to the channel that was an old man man you scrolled way back to find that that was way back when we were at like four five hundred uh five hundred subs i appreciate that but yeah you can put up bounties on doing things in satoshis and uh you can also complete tasks and earn them so cool man i uh i appreciate you uh i appreciate you swinging over now uh now once that 24-hour lock is gone don't go away don't go away i uh you should stick around for sure. The 10 sats is 10 sats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big giveaway at 1K. Yeah, we're over 2,000 now, man. <laughs> we're a little late. Uh, it was about in January, I think, is when we uh, when we had our giveaway. Um, but stick around. Stick around. You, you'll like the show. It's good. It's good. We talk about Bitcoin quite a bit. We talk about uh, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. So glad to have you. Glad to have you. Uh, <laughs> and uh so anyway headed to minnesota got to minnesota and lived in the suburbs i uh, didn't really think about much uh, about the geese at that point until i met Corey. got um hanging out with her and her brother and her brother's friends her dad they were all waterfowl hunters which is huge in minnesota and got into that with them both um both canada geese locally and we used to travel to to hunt snow geese so we uh we started hunting the geese you know that was cool that was cool we um we shot a lot of geese <laughs> we shot a lot of geese uh, her brother's her brother's very very good at what he does and uh and so we had some good times we we, we would shoot a bunch of canada geese when we moved to the farm though we had the the settlement ponds for the 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 town uh wastewater were out on the backside of our property so our our property bordered it and then behind that was swamps so it was like yeah just it was out back there 
you'd say, oh my God, it stinks. And maybe once, what would you say? Probably once or twice uh, in the seven years we were there, I think maybe twice, uh, the wind would have to blow in a non-prevailing direction and be the right temperature for it to stink. And yeah, like maybe once every couple of years for a day or a half a day. And you would be like, what does that smell? And then it would just go away. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a geese haven. That was a Canada geese haven. So we had we had resident geese that would be there all year, usually two to three uh, big gaggle, or I guess it'd be gaggles of geese would be there. Uh, they would uh, hatch out chicks. We would watch the whole thing. We would rock, um, we would walk around and, uh, hey man, thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Swing on, uh, and just keep checking out on, on sats for likes. I, I post stuff there quite often. Um, but anyway, we'd walk back there. The dogs would walk back there. We just kind of live in harmony. They would, uh, take off daily, go feed. They would come back and you could see them from the house. So we only had. 35 acres so we you could definitely see you could hear very well back there uh i really enjoyed watching them uh take off in the morning go feed you'd watch them come back and you get really a rhythm with that when i was would be hunting in the woods they'd fly over the woods like it was just it was being out in nature and observing them well i really didn't realize how much i relied on them um, beyond the recreation, beyond the extra meat in the freezer. I really relied on them for a couple things. One was um, in the fall, our resident geese would leave. And when they would leave, it would get cold. Like, I don't know how they knew. They never left at the same time. <laughs> James says only 35. I have 1.8. I was just talking size-wise, like, I could definitely see them flying out. It wasn't like hundreds of acres away. <laughs> but anyway, they they knew when to leave. And they didn't necessarily they didn't always go south when it was time. We learned and by observation over the years we learned that they would go north and then they would come back and then they would stop and then they would leave. So the first time they leave, they would go north to eat the grain and the, the beans and everything that was being harvested. And um, it so in Minnesota, it would start it would it like kind of work up the state because of the the, the gradients in weather. So the, the harvest would be south and then it would be in the middle where we were at the top of. And then when they were done harvesting around us, they would harvest north. Well, it was still warm enough. The geese would follow the harvest north and then they would come back once it was done and sit down again if it wasn't going to get cold. As the weather started to get cold, and like I said, it was different every year, they would then take off again south and sure as shit, it would get cold. It might not snow, it might snow a ton and not get super cold, but it was definitely not ideal conditions for the geese. Like they knew when to leave. So I started keying into that and really understanding that once they took off and they didn't come back for a couple of days and you knew they went, this, this was the second time 
that it was going to get cold. It was winter. So get your shit ready. Get uh, get the shit out of the yard. Get uh, all that projects you had to get done before it snows. Get it all done because it's coming. Um, that rang true pretty consistently. The other thing that rang true pretty consistently was in the spring. These things were unbelievable. Unbelievable how um, accurate they were with spring weather. Minnesota could have been uh, like a three-month span where spring would break. Probably three months, you would say. It could have been anywhere from like March to June where it was actually the snow was gone. It wasn't shitty weather. Uh, Corey and I got married at the end of uh, end of May, and it was in the 30s for highs the weekend before and the weekend after. So. And we got sunburned at our, on our wedding day at 90 and the weekend in between. So um, the weather is definitely unpredictable, but as sure as shit, when the geese came back, the freezing was done. It might snow. It might snow uh, a random snowstorm. They they were very good at hunkering down, and but they would never come back if it was going to snow and the snow was going to stick around. They would come back. It was time for them to be back. And so I could plant by the time they were coming back. When they would come back and they were there the first time, you could start doing whatever you wanted. You might have to protect your plants from a from a, a late season snowstorm, or but winter was over when they showed up. And I, I I didn't believe it until it happened and happened and happened. And by the time we were done, they were my seasonal alarm clock for sure. Another thing, and I'm missing that right now, like that was a, that was a cue. So now it's been a complete year since we left over a year and I'm missing my seasonal cues a, because we're not changing temperatures as much, at least Tennessee here, we're getting colder. We're kind of having some seasonality. Um, but Texas last year was fantastic. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. I'm saying that it just didn't get cold to where my senses were in tune with uh, seasonality. The other thing that it was in tune was with the geese, uh, with the animals, watching the animals behave. Geese were the probably the, the loudest and uh, most prominent one that I dealt with. Uh, most of the other animals were deer, Deer were pretty were pretty easy. Uh, it would snow; they would take off off our property. There was nothing to eat at that point, uh, so it was it was after the fact. The geese really predicted the weather for me, predicted the seasons. But now I don't have the seasonality, and there's no geese around here. There are none. Like I I I listen for them. We're like we're two miles from a river. There's no geese. I haven't seen a duck. Um, I don't think the whole time we were down here, I think maybe one we were flying and I was, I'm not even sure if it was a duck. I think I just wanted it to be one, but I was just like, I'm not sure being this close to the river, how that's happening. I was pretty sure we're pretty South of Illinois. Um, and I know there's a big Illinois flyway. And so I was, I ran into a, a local guy that I had talked to a couple times and we were just bullshitting about some stuff and he had a, uh, he had hunt, he had camo on and it is deer season <laughs> around here. I think, I don't know. I really don't know the hunting seasons yet, but, um, they had duck, they had Drake, Drake, uh, waterfowl gear on, which is, and just being a waterfowl hunter, you know, you recognize the name. And so I was like, Hey, um, are there any geese around here? 
any geese at all? Any ducks? And he's like, there used to be. There used to be. Uh, it, it appears as though the migratory, the migratory flyways have shifted, uh, to the West, to the West over to along for I-40 and then over into Arkansas. I guess, I guess there's nothing around here. There's nothing around here. So that's something I've been missing. Another thing those geese provided was, uh, a little bit like we knew if somebody was out there, we knew if someone was out there, which was really really rare occasion because uh there was no real access to it but predators the geese would get fired up and you knew something was going on we never necessarily really went out there to check it out um but man you knew something was back there you knew and then usually the next day you'd see like a a puff ball of a rabbit that was uh that was that was uh, taken out by a coyote or turkey or something Something fired them up, but uh, alarm clock for sure. So we really understood that if we wanted to to do geese, that they could be watchdogs. I had read it. I had read it a couple times. You got to get one. Here's your here's your uh, your million dollar advice: when you get geese to protect your flock, get one and not a pair. Because if you get a pair, all they'll do is pay attention to each other, and um, you get one and they're on guard. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Get one goose and uh, and you'll know what's going on around your house. Uh, anyway, so I'm missing those guys. Like, it's just, it's something that um, for so long you heard in the background and even longer had heard in the background and tried to ignore it and then heard in the background and tried to key in on it. And now it's just not around. I thought I hear one every once in a while and it'll be like a, a rooster far off or, or some other bird making noise uh, just a little far away and I it, it just didn't catch it and I was like is that a goose and then it would happen again and yeah no no such luck so anyway anyway that is uh that is my geese woes uh next on my list here I got uh comfrey so I got a I got a message on Etsy uh Danielle if you're listening I appreciate you reaching out I'm glad you asked the question and I'm curious to find out what happens with your uh with what you got going on, but I had somebody reach out that, um, that ordered comfrey. They got their, they got their order back in September, I believe. Um, hold on one second. James says, do you know why they fly in a Delta? Uh, it says the bird ahead creates an updraft that birds can use, but jet wash is no good for planes. Yeah, they use it so they can fly further. Um, it's almost like when uh, bike racers draft off each other and and run in lines, and then they take turns expending the most energy at the at the front of the line. Yeah, I had heard that. I had heard that. Um, anyway, do you know why? Uh, do you know why one line of the V is usually longer than the other? Because there's more geese in it. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, um, she received her order of comfrey roots back in September, mid-September, end of September. And she was just reaching out because she hadn't seen anything, um, hadn't seen anything poke up yet. She was curious. <coughs> uh, she just said that. That was all her message was. And so I asked her, I needed, uh, I needed a little bit more information. Uh, how you planted them, where you planted them, where you live. 
I ha- I mean, I hadn't dug into the order yet, obviously easily um, searched her order and found out where she lived. Uh, she was pretty much the same latitude we are here. Um, <laughs> and so, and so I figured it was uh, similar conditions and I waited for a reply. She replied and she said, and I hadn't really thought about this. I, I I may start including planting instructions with my um, <laughs> uh, I might include planting instructions with the the orders. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I asked her what she did, and she said she planted them in three inch pots in the, I have to assume they're probably the three inch, the three inch uh, pots you start plants in in the spring. And she had kept them outside. She brought them uh, undercover when there was going to be frost and she kept them moist. She used potting soil. I mean, she sounded like she did everything right, except contained, like um, confine the root too much. And I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I told, I gave her some advice. Advice. I said, you know, when I plant, I plant direct into the ground. I know Brian does um, aquaponics. <laughs> James is potted coffee. Yeah. I uh, I know Brian does uh, aquaponics with his. And that works for him. But I don't think any of them are actually contained in something the size of a three-inch pot. And I'm thinking with the root cuttings we send that it ended up getting planted um, vertically, not horizontally. But when I plant comfrey, I usually make uh, what I call fertile hole. I learned that from uh, Coe's comfrey, who I I started my comfrey experiment with, uh, order from him. Uh, He said, what you do is you take and make a one by one hole in the ground and about a shovel deep. So about a foot deep. So a a one by one by one hole in the ground. You take that soil, that native soil, you mix it with uh, compost, potting soil, something uh, a little better than your soil. And then you fill the hole back in and tamp it down. So it's uh, it's pretty firm, but but still loose enough for a for a new root. Then you take the the comfrey root cutting and you plant it uh, a half to two inches. So hopefully an inch people say uh, you tell them an inch, they end up planting it like three inches below because we're really not good at measurements. Uh, So if, if I say a half inch to two, they get it closer to the, to the surface. You put it in horizontally that way uh, one side will, will, will grow out and seek down. That'll end up being your tap root. And the other one will shoot out and likely shoot up. And that's where you're going to get uh, a leaf popping up. If you plant it uh, vertically, sometimes it just, it, it gives it less opportunity to, to drop other roots out. Um, just planting them horizontally gives them, gives them more opportunity to grow a, a bigger, thicker, healthier plant. Um gingerbread says it's amazing what girls think six inches yeah yeah i mean like this i'm pretty sure um (laughs) 
Rewilder Life says, I, I drop mine and it grows. I try to avoid dropping it. I have it by the mailbox, front steps, but I have all three varieties. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, you don't need to really bury it. Um, but I think she might have choked it out. I think she might have choked it out with the small um, with the small pots. I also think it might have stayed dormant because it didn't get in the ground. Uh, it didn't get into the ground and have that ground insulation. It was in three-inch pots. There were several of them. They're kind of just in open air. And even though it was September, October, and it did get warm, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. I told her to to pull the roots out since they're in, in pots. Uh, pull the roots out, feel them. And you're not going to hurt them if they're dormant. And if they're rotten, you're not going to hurt them either. And feel them. And if they're still firm, if they're not mushy, to maybe transfer them into the ground and, and use that fertile hole method. And they should stay dormant till spring and come back in the spring is, is, is my thoughts. Uh, I hate telling people that. Just wait longer. <laughs> wait longer. Uh, she was in a good position to where having them in those. Huh. I, uh, sorry, I don't know what's going on with the internet today. It's the uh, first time in a long time. Are we coming back into this weird cycle now that I'm going to be popping on and off? Um, but anyway, she's in a perfect situation to inspect them because if they're in the small pots, she can dump them out. She doesn't have to take a shovel to the ground, dig them up, try to figure out where they were and find that root in the ground. She should have them in a small amount of soil and be able to find them. So, um, Gingerbread says, I'm still waiting to see what happens with that bed I tilled in. Yeah, I'm curious about that. Uh, Gingerbread did a little experiment where he had a raised bed. Uh, and then you had some plants started in there, right? And then you harvested, planted them in a new bed, and then tilled in the bed with all the the root hairs and everything in there, which... And, oh, damn. Internet is spotty this morning, guys. Um, I think you did that last summer, early fall. Can't really remember the timing, but um, it will take a while for small for small uh, plants like that to come back. But <clears throat> like Rachel said, with just dropping it, I had plants growing in the front yard right next to the table. I would process my orders on on every Sunday. I would just rinse the table off after I chopped up the roots, like. I would, I would uh, make them look all nice and there would be little ends that I really couldn't do anything with. And so I would throw some in as, as bonus material, but when I would rinse the, the dirt off the table, uh, little pieces of root would fall in the ground. And man, a couple days later, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, I'd have plants growing in the yard just from washing them off. Hey, Chris Dixon, thanks for swinging in. Better late than never. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Hey, anybody watching, um, hit that like if you would. And uh, hey, if you're enjoying the show, share it if it's something. Um, that's what it was. Share it if it's stuff you found interesting. Gingerbread says it was a fallow bed I sprinkled roots into and tilled in the bed. Yeah, I man, I I, I can't imagine what it what's going to happen with that. I think as a production model for leaves, that's probably not ideal. But man, if uh, if you can get the roots to grow in that thick, um, it will um, 
yeah, you could you could do a, a stroke of business with the roots. Um, that's right. It was he had those potted coffee plants, and it was just a, like a big, huge root ball because they grow so the roots grow so fast, it just winds itself up. Yeah, rewilder life, big, um, big, uh, big tip there. Don't grab the stuff that spreads from seed, Chris Dixon. Or you get people angry about the word. And when you try to put it on their property down in here in Tennessee, they get all upset because somebody planted the wrong stuff in their flower bed and took it over. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, what's uh, less left on the list here? I think I'm doing um, more video editing today, guys. I'm just pounding away at that. Um, Pounding away at that uh, those jade videos. I have more to more to more to record. I also um, I also have more Amazon influencer videos to edit up. Uh, old review videos that I have in stock. I've been going through those and 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 using those first before I start um, before I start. Recording new ones, and uh, yeah, Corey and I have been having a bunch of discussions on what um, what the plan is for going into twenty twenty four. Well, I've been asking her advice and talking to her about things um, <laughs> that I'm doing. Dixon says, "Harvest it." I yeah, man. I like. I I totally agree. Um, you put you put a sour taste taste in Becky's mouth on Comfrey. Let's uh, let's say that when I mentioned the words, I I could feel the ice daggers coming out of her eyes and shooting into the back of my head. Just just saying, man. I'm just saying. So we're working on uh, working on figuring out 2024. Um, the question I have for you guys, question I have is Corey and I are going to do episode 600 on New Year's Eve. We're thinking we want to do around midday. Uh, we were thinking 11, 12, or 1 central. Is there a time on New Year's Eve that you would be more likely to swing in for a live stream in the afternoon? Uh, I don't really know what goes on on New Year's. Is that uh, is it going to be football day? Probably. Probably. I can imagine it's a Sunday, right? Maybe we want to do it a little earlier. I don't know. I don't know. Is there a good time for any of you guys? I'll probably put a poll up in the in the Telegram group and uh, see what uh, what wins out because we really we really don't. Um, I don't think it matters for us. I don't think it matters for us. While <laughs> their life says seven a.m. <laughs> I mean, there is that. There is that uh, normal morning show. I was thinking we were gonna do a little. Um, I was gonna do it a little later. <laughs> Oh, um, one last thing on the list. One last thing. I'm excited. I'm excited. Corey and I have, um, uh, she, she, <laughs> I asked her if we could get a plant in here and we agreed last night we're gonna get a plant. We're gonna get a spider plant. She said that's, oh, snake plant. Excuse me. <laughs> we're gonna get a snake plant and hopefully there's no spiders in it. That's what it was. <laughs> we're gonna get a snake plant. Um, uh, like I didn't even put it. Oh, I put spider plant in my in my notes. That's why I said that. Uh, we're gonna get a snake plant, snake plant, right? Snake plant, and uh, and keep it on the table here with us. And then uh, rolling up here on my uh, on my birthday, I usually get a, a little cash uh, trickle in on on birthday. 
and I'm going to pick up one of the plant music, plant choir, plant music devices, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play around with that on the um, on the the table here. Rewild it says, "I wish I could send you one." Mine keeps having babies. <laughs> well, you should you should um, you should teach it about the birds and the bees, Rachel, and it will stop procreating. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I plan on picking one of those up and uh, we're going to take care of it here on the on the table and um, get back into growing stuff. Get back into growing stuff like scrambling. Uh, yes. With the, the plant choir. Uh, yeah. Scrambling that that all came from an interview I did. I don't know if you guys have heard it, if you went back and listened to it, but I did an awesome interview with someone that was into plant music. And that's how that all uh, how that all rolled out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm I'm super interested in it. I'm super interested in it. Oh, you guys are complaining about cell phone signal up in Michigan. Yeah, there's none here. There's there is literally none here, and I think it, I think it's messing with my phone still. Uh, random, no text messages, getting text messages, this thing and that. So I don't know. I think the cell networks are are screwed right at the moment. <coughs> I don't know. Uh, did you guys see something about T-Mobile? I haven't looked into it yet. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go go uh, rambling on and on about it. Uh, but did you see some changes T-Mobile's having? Is that like a? Uh, is that a? Is that a tinfoil hat thing? Some fines or illegal activities or something like that? I saw. I don't know. I have to dig into it. I will. Uh, I will see what I can find, and if I can't find anything definitive, I'm not going to talk about it. But um, you guys know anything about that? Any leads on any information um, would be great. Uh, Hunter said, "Did you see that thing about BlackRock and Bitcoin um, ETF, <laughs> or is there something else? Are they buying Bitcoin? Because that wouldn't surprise me." Sorry, I got dog hair hanging off my hat, and I just bugging me in my eyeball i'm curious what you're talking about with bitcoin and uh, blackrock hunter i will have to look into that too and uh and talk about that article said blackrock is set to suck up all the bitcoin they can suck on my bitcoin <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of people that are holding bitcoin that uh are not going to sell the blackrock gingerbread says t-mobile has a good veteran discount plan yeah it was something about uh being able to find people for traffic on the on their network i don't know i think it it's probably a big huge nothing burger that somebody read and was like they're coming for our phones <laughs> especially from the sources i saw it originally so we'll see i'll dig in i'll see if there's anything and uh if if it rings my bell i'll let you guys know but you should uh should definitely uh definitely maybe peek for yourself if you use t-mobile i don't so that's why i'm not real super motivated to uh to look into it but uh you know as one goes they all go eventually so we will see uh and uh hunter i'll look into that blackrock uh buying all the bitcoin i think michael saylor's on a on a uh on a on a mission to do the same but he'll probably he'll probably make it happen more than blackrock we will see. We will see, guys. We're rolling up on. Um, oh, hold on one second. 
And then they are predicting that if the holders will stalemate with BlackRock and then the miners will be put out of biz. Fud. Fud. Yeah. They're um I I would be shocked if um shit doesn't go sideways here uh before they approve the the ETFs. There is going to be a mad push to dump that price. And and I think, I mean, Jack's been saying it for a long time. Uh, a lot of Bitcoin people I've listened to have been saying it for a long time. Everything to get their buddies in. Anything they can do to get their buddies in. And Hunter said, basically, it isn't being used, it'll die. I mean, just because they want to buy it and I don't want to sell it to them doesn't mean that I don't have to, that I can't use it. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a, it's probably a big, big nothing burger, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if it comes to it, if, if Bitcoin is to the point where it's a, at a stalemate and it's going to die, the price is definitely going to be lucrative enough for me to buy something else to continue on. Bitcoin is, is the winner. Uh, that doesn't mean that it has to be the only one ever. If something goes sideways with it, I mean, Really? It, it started from nothing, too. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anyway, guys, it's uh, it's seven o'clock here. I got to get taking these dogs for a walk and get on with my day. I appreciate you guys showing up. Be sure you hit that like. And if you um, if you if you appreciate the show, please consider sharing it with others. If you'd like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. You can find links to all my social media services I offer, recommended products, and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Get over that hump and uh, roll back, and we will catch up with you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>